Right, this is episode 76 then. And Pete, are you recording? Just, uh, yeah, just while yeah. I check. Yeah, good stuff. Right, okay, and I'll carry on then. Um, so yeah, thanks to Pete. Pete's just been educating me a bit on the American football, which I really appreciated. Um, and th- and then slightly started to glaze over, but only at the end. Only at the end. but I've just been getting an education on American football by Pete. Um, how are you doing, Pete? Anyway, for everyone's benefit to hear. Doing well, doing well. Super excited. Game one of the NFL started, but honestly, that's not what I'm excited about. I'm more excited about some of the video content you've been putting out on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, this one, yeah. Yeah, that signing video that you put out, actually, uh, that was that was really cool to see. I don't know how you guys put that. It was so quick, but the way you slid the, uh, the uh, signed it, slid to the next person, signed it, slid. That was, that was really cool to see. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a brilliant. Uh, first off, that, it was a brilliant day. I loved it. Um, even though there was quite a lot of, I won't call it pressure, but it was like, oh, it was quite daunting in terms of the amount of stuff that we all had to sign. And that's something we've always been terrible at. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, not in terms of a uh, 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 wanting to put the effort in. It's just been a, like um, in Japan, there was lots of times where we had to do what are called radio IDs along with lots of signings. And we've always just been a nightmare to organize. But so in that sense, it was a little bit daunting, but it, no, it was a absolutely brilliant day. Um, loved it. Loved spending time with the lads again. Cause I hadn't seen them since, uh, Tempsey. Yeah. I haven't seen them. Have I? No, no, I don't think I have. I haven't seen them since Tempsey. So yeah, it, it was a really good day, and I was really pleased we could put some stuff out on socials as well, put some pictures out, uh, although we had to laugh as well because I was sat outside there on like half eight in the morning. I thought, right, I'll, take a pic- I'll take a picture of the uh, front of the building with the office and stuff. And, I, you know, I tweeted and saying, oh, yeah, just down at Townsend Music to um, do the signing and stuff like that. And someone instantly just tweeted back going, terrible company to deal with. I know, <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> Then you know what I mean? When you sat there at half eight morning, you're like, what? Uh, all right, whatever. There's always one person that's vexed for some reason. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, and then obviously going, I mean, because I was most excited about seeing the finished thing. Do you know what I mean? The finished, obviously, I'd seen the vinyl, and we'll talk about that in a, in a bit, but actually seeing the packaging, I hadn't seen the packaging yet because I've been over to the, the, the pressing plant where it's pressed. But obviously, when I saw it, it wasn't all packaged up and stuff like that because. There's all sorts of arms of these things to link together. Do you know what I mean? In terms of um, the people making the packaging, getting it to the right place on time. Oh, it's been it's been fun and games to make sure that we organised ourselves to actually get there to do that signing on time. That that's been fun and games. I tell you, uh, there's already so I saw multiple people comment on this, and I even thought it for a minute. I was very in, so it, the the <laughs> the system of you signing and passing was so cool, and the video was was great. But everybody had a little something to say about the way Rob's. <laughs> So I, knew you were gonna, I knew you were going to say that. I mean, he's got, you look at what he signed and it was brilliant. So he's got a good, he's got a good, uh, a good, a good technique. There. Good technique. Yeah. Yeah. But it was definitely Absolutely. an interesting one, the way he held the pen. No, well, I mean, we started with the CDs and they were, obviously they're small to move around. I mean, you've got to think about this with as many as there were, like the logistics of it, you know, having piles and piles of them in boxes. And that was the funniest thing was uh, I came in first and saw all these boxes and I was just like, oh shit, you know what I mean? And then like, you're like, right, when Rob comes in, I'm just going to distract him so he doesn't see all these boxes. And <laughs> then he's like, ah, and he's like uh, what's what's in all them boxes? And I'm like, oh, uh, that's just a stock. He's like, oh. <laughs> and you're like, um, well, yeah, that and um, and this over here as well. 
Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, exactly. But I mean, like, it was really well organized. And, uh, you know, despite what that one vexed person said, um, Townsend, a brilliant company, and um, they did a blinding job at making sure we had all the stuff to make sure it went smooth. Because, you know what I mean? It's stuff like massive, you need massive tables, especially when you've got them posters as well. And, you want to move everything around swift and that. And so, you know, we had four massive tables all stuck together. So we had loads of workspace. But when it came to the vinyls, it was like, we managed, we worked out that you could get like an air cushion under the vinyl if as as you talk, just give it a little bit of a push along that table with a little bit of a lift. So it just slid neatly along to the next person. How do you so do we that? had that system. Well, you just well, you sign it, and then you just give it a shove. Just, ah, okay. just give it a, a shove along the table, and give it a slight lift when you shove it, and it just gets a little pocket of air under it, and just serves it next person. And we did so many of them that it were like, oh, that's a bad shove. That would have bad shove. It's gone too far that way. You'd over shove it. It's like fucking air hockey or something like that. But um, yeah, and you know, like, because I, 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 I wanted everything to look perfect. Do you know what I mean? There are a lot of money these things. I wanted them to look perfect and. So everything looked good, and then we were doing the vinyls. I was looking at across at the vinyls after we'd all signed them. I was like, "Oh, you know, think about spaces, lads. Do you know what I mean? Like, we've all bunched over here, and then there's this one signature over here. Come on, let's try and make it look nice." <laughs> Honestly, I turned into a teacher for the day, which I'm sure they didn't appreciate, but they humoured me anyway, and they looked brilliant. And that's the main thing. That's obviously, man. Like we, you know, we want people to be excited about everything about it, the aesthetics, getting it, and all that stuff. And it really is like really, really pretty. It's fucking sexy. It really is. It's, especially the vinyl as well, and like, the whole thing just looks so great. Yeah, I like the little sneak peek of some of the inside pictures too. That looked. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely cannot wait to get my hands on mine. Oh yeah, the the insert pics and stuff. Is it yeah, inserts? Like, I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I, if we show. I think we've shown them all off. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think I've shown them all yet. But yeah, it really does look nice. Because like I say, that that's one thing we were concerned about. Well, certainly, I was concerned about. It's one thing. It's one thing doing a mock up and everyone going, "Oh, that looks amazing," but like actually seeing the finished product and having that reassurance of. Oh, King hell, that looks amazing. <laughs> I mean, I had that with the test pressing. Um, I don't know if we've talked about me spinning the test pressings or not, really. I mean, I talked about that on Twitter briefly and put a little bit of a video up, but yeah, that was that was. I mean, that to be fair, that was quite a while ago, but obviously, I had to approve the test pressing before we even printed any vinyls. Um, and I can't remember if we spoke about this on the last podcast, maybe we did, but it, it really does sound great anyway. So that was massively reassuring when it was like, right, the stamper works, everything sounds perfect. Now it's just got to get actually made and come to fruition as a, you know, a physical, physical product or whatever, you know, not that I think about it so much like that. So on the signing part, did you like, uh, how many breaks between signing all that stuff? Was there real writer's cramp? Cause there were a lot of things to sign. No, oh, yeah. I mean, there were, there were over 3000 things, but don't forget there was the set lists that came with the bundles and the posters as well and the test pressings. But in the end, um, you know, like I'm sure Tony said to what I mean, I, you know, I don't want Townsend to quote me on this, but Tony certainly said to me, well, Townsend say it'll take about two hours. And my initial reaction to that was bollocks. <laughs> oh, I, I, in what world is that many things going to take two hours? I mean, and one thing you say about that little video I put up, that was 11 seconds. So that was 11 seconds from me taking the vinyl off the pile as delicately as I can yeah, and signing it and getting it to the end where it goes back in the box. Um, You know, that was 11 seconds. So 
<laughs> uh, so in terms of breaks, we didn't we didn't have that many breaks to be honest because Rob Rob had to get back blessing for his mum's birthday and you know rightly so Rob was like look you know I am going at this time because I'm not missing my mum's birthday and that's yeah. absolutely fair enough and happy birthday to Ange by the way if she did uh, does listen to this but um yeah um so Rob had to go at a certain time so I'm thinking oh god we've got to get these things finished you know otherwise I'm going to end up sat here forging people's signatures <laughs> that didn't happen disclosure <laughs> that did not happen everyone signed but no man like I I'd like to think that you know I I I kept us on task because I didn't want that deadline of when Rob had to leave to pass and not have stuff signed Shame. so I I think we had like four breaks um and it took from nine in the morning till uh, twenty to three till about ten to three. But there were a, there were a few hearts in mouths because so we had to get all the products. Um, well, you know, press on and the printers and everyone had to get all the the, the finished put together products to Townsend before we got there for signing, obviously. Mm. And they got the vinyls there, great, everything perfect. But we got an email the day before saying like, from Townsend saying there's only like a a third of the CDs here. There's not all the CDs. And we're like, "Um, okay. So yeah, we go into looking into what's going on there and they come back and say, ah, yeah, um, the other two thirds of the CDs are still at the factory unbuilt. Like the cases, you know, the the sleeves and everything aren't put together. You know, it's Ah. all all in flat pack form. So yeah, they had to be there by a certain day so we could sign them and press on were absolutely brilliant about it because they sent, there was no way they were going to get them from Essex where they were up to Burnley, like uh, in the time. So um, I think it was Tom from Press On, was it? He drove down to Essex the, the night before, loaded all the flat packed packaging into his van um, and drove it up to Burnley to be there for the next morning. Oh, wow. And then, yeah. And then the idea was we'd un- he'd unload all the stuff out of the van, the flat pack packaging. We'd sign it in its flat pack form and then he'd wait for us to sign it. Then he had to jump back in the van and then drive back over to Middlesbrough. Then they had to build all the packaging up and put all the CDs and the, the booklet in and everything and then send it back, send it back to towns. <laughs> so it was, it's, it, but so when we got there at nine, it was a case of, right, are these extra CDs here in flat pack because we need to do them first. And it was like, no. It's like, oh, well, let's wait for them. And then we're like, no, let's not wait for them. Let's do anything we can right. in the meantime and get progress. Do you know what I mean? And I think we managed to do um, a third of this, you know, the third that had actually arrived at the at the place. We did those CDs first, got them. And to be fair, the the people at Townsend who helped us were like, you do, you're doing this ex- like really, really quick. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they say that to everyone. <laughs> I don't know. But no, to be fair, they said, look, you know, some bands turn up and they take piss and they're constantly outside smoking, taking loads of breaks. And, you know, you can actually have a relatively small number of things need signing and it take absolutely forever. Um, but, you know, we have, like I said, we, it, they were Angie's birthday. We had to consider it. So um, we, we, we blasted on and got through it. And for once in our careers, we were actually really professional. Honestly, when we were like 18 and we were in Japan and we were like, and they were asking us to do radio IDs, which is basically where you go in and pre-record. Hi, I'm Adam. I'm Robert. I'm Phil. I'm Stu. Uh, we're the music and you're listening to, you know, shit talk radio yeah. or whatever you want. I'm sure it won't that, but you can get away with some funny names in Japan. Uh, anyway, like stuff like that was just a fucking nightmare because... <laughs> I mean, like, you know, I think I probably, you know, I, they'd probably admit as well, I'm the only one that would go, right, you say that, you say that, and you say that, and say it now, and we'll be out of here. Come on, that's the aim of the game, let's do it. But 
just such an awkward thing to do. And that was just another example of how much we were fish out of water with what we put together as four young human beings. Yeah. It was like it was like a gun that was just stupidly powerful and we had no idea how to shoot it. Do you know what I mean? Just like all four of us picking it up, just like trying to aim it somewhere. Um, and you know, we happened on whatever the fuck we happened on for whatever we did passion i suppose and yeah as a result of it we suddenly sat in days and days of interviews in emi records in tokyo like being told eat eat no no we eat we eat late at night you, you know you work you work from three in the morning till three at night and then you eat and then oh hang on that's the same time no you never eat so so you no, honestly we did sorry that i went off a tangent then but yeah we did a we once did like a, a i think one of the first times we went to japan and i probably told this story before but it was like it, it we didn't get any breakfast. I think we got breakfast in the hotel stupidly early, as you do over there, because you wake up stupidly early. Lost in Translation is a brilliant film, because it really encompasses what it's like being over there. But yeah, then you go to a record label at 8 a.m. and you start doing interviews, and it gets to 10, and you're like, okay, I'm fucking hungry here. And it gets to 11, and you're like, fucking starving here. <laughs> Half 11, 12, and then you're like, when are we eating? And they're like, mm, 8 p.m.? Oh, get fucked. Yeah, I'm most polite lad in the world, me, but mother, ah, fucking doing all that all day without no food. And you got Tim like, all right, Adam, all right, calm down, calm down. Right, let's 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 go get him some food. Fucking hell, I think so. Yeah, Jesus. Honestly, to, to jump off onto a mad tangent, me and Dave, we me and Dave when we're gardening, we usually go for his dinner at eleven, maybe sometimes after about half eleven. Oh, beyond that, starts to take piss. Do you know what I mean? And we went and did a job for someone all day. And I remember saying to him, because we were a bit further out than we usually would be for usual places we'd eat. And I remember saying, uh, what are we going to do about food, mate? And he was like, all right, it's all right, we'll go get some. Like, yeah, sound, nice one. Because uh, he's good with, he's good with his stuff like that, Dave. You know what I mean? Some bosses would be like, well, I brought my dinner. If you not brought yours, if you want, it's tough shit. Whereas Dave's awesome because he knows that I like a fucking hot butty and he'll always take me somewhere I can fucking get one. Cracking lad. But anyway, yeah, uh, we went there and... He was like, oh, they're going to feed us. And then he came up to me and he went, oh, you know, she said, do you, would we like some dinner? Because, you know, he's offering us some dinner, dinner. And I'm like, well, all right, but it's half ten now. So without being rude, I'm getting hungry. Do you know what I mean? So that's all right. <laughs> Tell you what, like this food didn't turn up till like half one or something. <laughs> Honestly, and I'd already, I'd been edge cutting like all day in this garden. I'm like thinking, fucking, I hope they don't listen to podcasts. Well, bloody <laughs> hell, if they do, you need to feed workmen like, before one o'clock, do you know what I mean? When you've been working since eight AM, you end up pretty bloody hungry. Yeah, that's a weird tan- that's a weird tangent to go on, but it, it's perfectly the same. Do you know what I mean? Did you guys take a lunch break when you were signing? Um, yeah, we did actually. Yeah, yeah, some pretty good butties. Yeah, but it was pretty brief. Do you know what I mean? We waited till Sarnis turned up, and then you know we finished the pile because it wasn't like instantly break off when the Sarnis turned up. No, no, no. Yeah, you know, finish the pile first, and then we'll have Sarnis. Yeah, I was just <laughs> honestly how many albums have like McDonald's grease on them? You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It was a very dry set of uh, sarnies. Do you know what I mean? We're in Middlesbrough. It's a dry sarny up there. Uh, in a good way. Fucking cracking butty, I tell you. Perfect amount of bread. I've just gone so broad, Yorkshire. It's unreal. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, no, we we had uh, we didn't stop long. We Like I said, sarnies turned up. We stuffed them down and bloody cracked on. The, I'll tell you what did do. The only thing that did for me when we back, honestly, like it he wants so much sitting on chair, although sitting on chair was awful, but it was like reaching with my left arm to take him off the pile ah. and then like try to do it relatively carefully, but then try to do it fast. And then you look and people are sat waiting with note to sign. And you're like, oh shit, that's my cue. Do you know what I mean? Come on, get him, go, get him going. When you got into a rhythm though, it was fucking ace because they'd just sail along that table, come off at end and go straight in a box. It was quite a production line. I enjoyed it. <laughs> 
Yeah, the video looked good. That little short version of the uh, of the uh, signing. You guys look like you were definitely that. That definitely was not the first one. You guys look like you were in a bit of a in a bit of emotion. <laughs> yeah, well, James from Townsend set up like a time lapse video, so that I mean that we should have that video at some point. Um, but then he took my phone and I was like, do a bit for me because I want to be able to put something out today as well. And yeah, he got two shots of different vinyls going over the production line. I sound like an absolute fucking child talking about it, but what can I say, man? I love this band. I love this band. And I love all to do with it and like spending time with them and creating something awesome and signing it for a load of fans who still fucking love the band that gets me going man do you know what i mean and fuck off to anyone who's like offended by enthusiasm because people <laughs> there are people out there like that i'm a lot to, i'm a lot to fucking take in do you know what i mean i'm a lot sometimes and especially when i'm vibed up about something i can be quite animated but no i love um, it and i also love the passion of you going to the place where they actually printed the albums because that was like a whole school trip I mean that yeah, in man. itself. I want to. I'd love to unpack that because I've never seen anything like that in person. And for you to get there and go, I, we, we definitely need to unpack that. Oh, it was fucking. I loved it. I tell you what, though, I won't miss that for the world. Do you know what I mean? Um, it was brilliant, and it, like I say, I it having gone through so a period of having nothing to do with music, and even like the first, even when the band was still going. We we had nothing to do with this side of it. I don't know if I've really talked about that much in the podcast no. recently, but that that's been a that's been something that I've really enjoyed and has been hugely eye opening. And I think it's a reflection of not how you can beat the system in any way, but how you can remove that level of control of a major label. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, because I guess before you guys were pretty much played and and just waited for it to appear yeah yeah exactly yeah we we made it right i mean obviously tim and tony had a great deal to do behind the scenes well i presume they did maybe they didn't i mean maybe that was all handled i mean this is just a reflection of what the bubble we lived in back then yeah you know i've sat and talked about lighting budgets on this podcast i guarantee you we had no fucking idea and not not even not was it run past us either about yeah. any lighting budgets in the past and i'm sure if i saw them now i'd you know i'd be absolutely flabbergasted <laughs> yeah but it does reinforce all those times when, you know, in the early days. And I'm like, come on, Tim, like separate hotel rooms. And Tim's like, no. I'm like, why not? It's like, because it's double the cost of your accommodation across an entire tour. I'm like, so fucking what? He's like, I, I know you think that now, Adam, but trust me, nothing lasts forever. The music industry can be a short-lived career. Trust me, at the end of this, you're going to look me in the eye and say, thanks, Tim, for not letting me have fucking my own hotel room every time I wanted it. <laughs> Even though... Even though it, it probably would have, in my condition, probably would have probably been the better thing to do. But it was right. It was right. When D-Day came, it was a case of, fucking hell, thank Christ. Yeah. Um, but that was a mad tangent to go on. Uh, where were we? <laughs> we're talking about the school trip. Oh, the school trip. Yeah, the school trip. Yeah. Yeah. So just being involved in all that and running through the numbers with everyone and doing the quotes with them and that and then getting the feedback of, well, you can do that, but it'll cost this much and versus that, which will take that cost out. But then you can add that in to cover that. And you're like, wow, it's fascinating just putting all this together, seeing all the different elements that put it together, even in, um, you know, just a correspondence sense, just being CC'd in on the chain of, you know, the group of people who are actually putting this thing together. Uh, I don't know. It just made. I, I look, I've said it before. I love feeling part of something. Do you know what I mean? Especially part of something that other people connect with and get joy out of. It's like that's fucking brilliant for me. And that's why I love working in that vape shop. And why I love it when you know some some man had come in and be like, "Look, you know, my, my aging mother is still smoking sixty cigarettes a day. I've I've worried it's going to kill her. I want to help her." And it's like, "Well, fucking bingo, mate, because you have come to the right person." <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't I don't want your fucking money. I want your mum to stop smoking and I want you to come back in here and shake my hand and say my mum stopped smoking and she can actually fucking walk upstairs again. And I had that a lot. I got that a lot in that vape shop. Yeah. Anyway, another another mad tangent. So yeah, it, uh, test pressings came up as part of the discussion and Tony were like, right, send the test pressings to Adam's house because Adam's going to approve it. And so the test pressings got sent and they came through and then the press on lads were very much keen on the thread being like, have the pressing, have the test pressings arrived because if we want to meet deadlines, we need to start pressing like tomorrow. And I knew that Tony was away on holiday. So um, I quickly replied and said, yep, yeah, test pressings have turned up at my house fine, but I'm actually away at work. At which point, bless, um, my other half at home messaged me and said, this box has turned up and like it's nearly destroyed me trying to lift it and even the amazon oh, what <laughs> the you know the dhl man couldn't lift it so i'm like well hang on have they sent all the test pressings you know i thought they were just going to send one anyway that don't matter so yeah i got home blasted and sounded amazing i jumped back on the thread and say yeah they sound absolutely fantastic at which point David from Press On uh, messages me and says, I don't know if you're aware of who I am, but I'm the brother of a girl that used to live with your ex-girlfriend years ago. And I instantly knew who he was. And you're just like, you know, it's a fucking small world. When did you, you know, when did you start running your own vinyl play? Anyway, so he was like, yeah, come on over, man. You know, like, let me show you around the place and you can see your record being made. And he was like, it's short notice, but it's tomorrow. And I was like, oh, no, I'll be there, man. So I thought, well, yeah, that's a great opportunity to see how that works. And also I thought, well, it's brilliant as well because Press On are doing my album. So I wanted oh, yeah. to go. Yeah. So that was a, a big part of it as well. We were, I wanted to talk to them. They had some ideas about my record and stuff. And I had ideas about how I wanted it to look. And I was showing them all the mock-ups and stuff, which I have got. I mean, God, it's close to being up for pre-order. But yeah, so we were debating all that stuff as well, going through all that. Um, so it, absolutely brilliant. So one thing with me is whenever I go to a new place, obviously I, I've, you know, I'm not of the of the ilk that can pull an old style map out and go, oh, oh yeah, we'll be there in no time. <laughs> you know, and that is not me. I get bloody AA route planner out and I'm like, all right, there it is. So I do that AA route planner. There it is. It only takes this long, blah, blah, blah. That's fine. I get in my car on the morning and um, put the postcode in. And obviously my sat was like, this place doesn't exist. You're talking bollocks. I bloody assure you it does put it in again it's like nah, I'm not having that and you know, like the, the the number I needed wasn't there or was it the letter I can't remember which Tatnavs are confusing but it, it told me the place didn't exist so straight away I'm like oh god this, this place is brand new and it, it is brand new so I managed to get there anyway with the aid of Google Maps in the end sorry this is a, a, a tedious bit of the story that you didn't need but it sums up it sums me up you know this is how I think when I go places before I go I like to plan it and know where I'm going I even go on Google Earth and find where I'm going to park uh, if I'm going somewhere oh, new. Wow. I do. At the amount of times you laugh, mate, the amount of times I've been in that situation and I've been like, I'm glad <laughs> I did that. I know exactly where I'm going. When I worked for that blooming CCMS company, I hadn't talked about that. That was bloody terrible. But I had to go to Stokesley to a, a, a little office somewhere and I did a recce and found it the night before and pretty much memorised the route and all that. And they asked me to take someone else and they were like, bloody hell, where are we going to park? Where is this place? And they were like, well, don't worry. I've already walked the street digitally and found it exactly. It's, it's absolutely fine. Uh, that was the day of that solar eclipse, actually. That was mad. Anyway, this has been so many tangents going down. <laughs> you are um, out of a so cannon today. <laughs> I am. I, I don't know what's going on. So I eventually got there to this place. And as soon as I got there, I'm like, all right, I can see why this is on nobody sat. Now, the entire 
place looked brand new. And when I spoke, when I actually spoke to him about it, jumping forward, it's um, on the sites of old, you know, now gone steel, the steel industry, basically the Middlesbrough steel industry. It's all the sort of industry that's rising up out of that. When we have Danny and David on, um, I'm sure they'll talk about all that because I found that quite inspiring. Now they were, you know, they were proud lads from that area talking about, yeah, man, you know, this is where this is where industry in in this country used to be from, and it's gone, yeah, but it's being replaced by, you know, companies like us, which are nice. driven by by local people, passionate about music and trying to cause a stir in the area, and that's why I'd, I'd look. I'm really looking forward to having them both on because, oh yeah. I suppose they're quite similar to me in that sense. They're like, you know, dog with a bone sort of, yeah, man. If you got an idea and a way to facilitate it, you, you know, you become unstoppable. Do you know what I mean? Sort of. And they very much channel that. So, and it was great. You know, did I tweet the pictures from out front? It just looks great, man. It looks like fucking Amazon or Google. Well, you know, some of these places where they have a lot of fucking fun instead of actually doing any work. And that's very much press on vinyl, by the way. And I'm sure they won't mind me saying that. Um, It did very much strike me as like a, an amazing place to work where you'd have an absolute right laugh. And who gives a shit, man, when the product comes out looking so good? Yeah. You know what I mean? If it, if it wasn't so great, you'd be like, what's going on? But it does look good. So yeah, as soon as I went in there, it was just, I got the warmest welcome I've ever had anywhere because I'm quite a shy lad. Do you know what I mean? Unless you're, unless you're really, I'm really welcoming. And then that just brings me out of my skin. Do you know yeah. what I mean? If I know, if I know that you're someone who wants to be receptive to me and yeah. not someone that I need to win over, I don't do very well with people that, come with that energy that says yeah you need to win me over i've been bloody told to show you around this place but to be quite honest i've got better things to fucking do than talk to you mate because i've got <laughs> finals to press do you know what i mean that sort of that there was none of that honestly yeah. it was one of the warmest welcomes i've ever had do you know what i mean and like it turns out the massive fans and like i said obviously when i found out i knew david the first time i met david was on the steps of middles middlesbrough empire when he came with his sister, who at the time was best friends with my then girlfriend, you know what I mean? Fucking, it's a small world, small but world for sure. Uh, so yeah, they're, they're just massive fans of the band, massive fans of the band, and you know they're constantly like, "Oh, thanks for you know, thanks for letting us press your vinyls and stuff." And I don't know, it just I felt a uh, well, I just felt instantly at home, you know what I mean, and uh, really welcome. And the tour was fucking amazing, as you've seen. And again, I was as giddy like then as I am sort of now, uh, especially especially when I saw that pink blob of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and forgot that the process is actually called pressing and not stamping. Although, you know, you're splitting airs. You, the stamp is pressing the press, but either way. I was like, oh, is that being stamped? Like, no, it's being pressed, Pressed, you idiot. I wish I could have retook that, but never mind. So so tell me, like, when you went through the process, what was that like? Like, did they take you from the very beginning of it? Like, how, yeah. So tell me what that what that is. Well, the first the first bit was went into the massive room, which were all bright colours, like I say, all bloody brand new. And I'm like, how old is this place? And they're like, eight months. Like, <laughs> Whoa, okay, bloody hell. So a uh, huge room with these pressing machines in which you saw in the video. But first, I went into like um, a little room in the middle of this huge room, which was all sort of, it had like air seals on it and stuff like that. So, like a clean room, I guess. And that was where they were making... So sort of making the base level of the stamper. And then I think f through a, a process of similar to electrolysis of sorts, I don't know, I probably just fucking made that up. Yeah, so they build up the material on the stamper once they've actually got it. And then that's the, you know, that's the, that's all the information. And that was on the first video. Um, 
And again, uh, I can't remember the gentleman's name now, but a lovely bloke showed me that process. He was really welcoming. Because again, you, you know, if someone came, when I, if I were gardening and someone came over going, how do you do that? And how do you do this? I'd be like, do you honestly think he over there wants to pay me to teach you how yeah. to do this? <laughs> yeah, so once they've built up the actual stamper that prints the information onto the, you know, the resin material, um, it, it's time to do that. And I don't know if I put, did I put the picture up of the actual bags of resin? I don't know if I did. I might have put them up on Instagram. Yeah, I don't think I saw that. Yeah, so there was literally the bags of the uh, the pink pigmented uh, resin pellets and they get fed into a hopper which you know get is all bloody everything's pressurized and yeah i mean you saw the you saw the machines in uh, that the machines are quite hard to dis- well the machines look like big fish tanks really big posh fish tanks but instead of fish inside obviously you've got all the mechanics that facilitate the the you know the incredibly complicated machinery that actually presses them because it's all under the un- it's got to be done under the right conditions you know all temperature controlled and all sorts of mad stuff and it was fascinating because they actually took me through those elements and they had said look you know we're a new company we're learning all this we have made mistakes but we're learning fast moving fast and they took me around the back of the sort of where all the heavy machinery is that really is the brains of the operation because you see the fish tank type machines where there's the stampers are pressing the things yeah. that's only the well that's only the hands that's, that's the, the hands that's the front end. yeah that's the hands of the process all the everything else is behind a big wall and it's these huge bloody machines and i don't know bloody compressors condensers whatever else you could bloody imagine i'm not technical at all i, I was taken through all that unfortunately i didn't film that section but i will be going back there anyway so i could get them to explain that again but yeah it was it was just great to to see the thing getting squished <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Getting squished and all shit coming out of the side. You're like, look at it go, man. Yeah, but going like from I said, like a this piece of clay, you know, to, yeah, yeah. To, to a vinyl with threads where you can actually see that. That's really cool. And then this is all tinged from someone who, comparatively, not that long ago, thought that he was going to live the rest of his life just, you know, doing very, not really very much, other than tons of gardening, which don't get me wrong, I absolutely loved, but it wasn't, it wasn't putting me in touch with that thing that I've found out that what I loved when I was so young and then mm-hmm. sort of kind of, you know, I won't say I had to put it down, but for whatever reasons I put it down. So like that, that whole experience is, well, this whole continuing experience is tinged with that. Yeah. And you know, I've had many a moment where I thought if, you know, if, if I get involved at any level ever again, I'd, I'd never take it for granted. Do you know what I mean? And that's kind of where we're at now. So that's why I like to, I don't know, live the, I mean, I'd never thought of bloody pulling, you know, before I'd have thought that a crime pulling your phone out like that. I don't know. It just all looks a bit too fucking keen, man. But I think I used to try and be a bit too cool for school in some instances. Whereas now that's just all gone. I'm like, you know, I mean, I mean, a vinyl pressing plant watching our vinyl get made after 11 years of doing jack shit and playing the best gig of our lives, which has got turned into not only an amazing film, but an amazing vinyl that, yeah. you know, is bloody sold out and we're having to seriously look at bloody, you know, making more possibly in a different variation. Do you know what I mean? Who knows? But it's just a great time for me to be alive personally. <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. And I, I get a fucking, I get a great buzz off. I get a great buzz off this. You know, it's just fueled entirely by passion. And like I said before, when you've got a love of something, it's it, it's best shared with the people who have got the same love of it. And that's oh, the yeah. kind of, it's almost like, you know, there's various moments where I just stop and think I fucking love this band. Do you know what I mean? And so this sort of stuff is just great. And and as I keep saying as well, it's all great practice and stuff for, for me when for the process of bringing, you know, my, my solo album to the, um, to the same point, getting it turned into a, a proper vinyl, which can get pre-order and, and go in exactly the same way. And 
and that's the you know that's the plan next but i had a great day there it, i didn't want to leave do you know what i mean it was yeah. a proper i mean it was a bank holiday to be fair so that might have been while it why it was quite as fun as it was but i don't know man it strikes me as the sort of place where where you could just go chill out very much like the vape shop where i work it's still somewhere where i regularly just go and chill out man because there's a welcoming place so how long after they actually press that is it actually playable or like does well, it take a while or that's the thing that i found fascinating because there's as as they're being pressed, I'm watching them being pressed, and they're coming straight out of this press, and they're going onto what, what like a drying rack. I should have got. I think I got a picture of that as well. I should uh, put these up at some point. It goes onto a drying rack um, where I can't remember how long they said. I think 24 hours just for it to to you know really dry out solid. Because I think the trouble is, well, let's get there anyway. So part of the thing that we did. And it was part of like a little promo video, which we haven't brought out yet, which we're going to release, I think on release day, was I went and actually took a freshly pressed vinyl out of the machine and went into a room in the middle of the room, which had like um, a turntable in it and, the, you know, the massive PA speakers outside. So I took this vinyl fresh off the press and put it straight on a turntable and I did it in a darkened room and I couldn't even put the needle on the fucking thing because I couldn't see Jack's shit. But I won't get my eyes tested, sod it. Anyway, anyway, I'm sure she edited the bit out where I didn't even get the needle on the record. I'm sure she edited that out. Uh, but yeah, I'm thinking, well, it, it's literally just come off at press. And like, if it's got a cool, what the fuck are we doing? This is yeah. worth money, man. Why am I fucking ruining it? <laughs> well, so straight away, I'm like, what? Well, so it's it's cool, like, to play. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's fine to play straight away. It's just that if it's stored in any other way than just able to breathe, it's it, it'll warp. So when you put it, so they play fine when they come off the machine. Hot but off the press, literally. Yeah, hot, literally hot off the press. Um, but uh you know there was i don't know whether that was part of because obviously they test the machines and test how it's running and stuff so there's there's obviously extra numbers that you don't count as part of what you've ordered if you know what i mean there's you know there can be 60 70 even more where they haven't really worked and you're like oh look this one's come out with bloody oh i can see jesus in this one do you know what i mean one of those (laughs) one of those sorts of things i hope that don't offend anyone as casual comment i mean like i say the most overwhelming sense i got was like how much fans, how much, like, they were all fans of the band, like, massively. And you saw, man, like, if anyone saw my videos, you can hear Danny, I think it is, come up to me while I'm filming the pressing machine and say, look, man, I saw you at, like, I saw you at Glastonbury when you when you stepped up for Billy Corgan's band because Swan pulled out, didn't they? And that one, one time we played um, Glastonbury on the main stage was um, replacing Swan, and it was fucking brilliant. And like that lad was saying in video, he saw us there um that's funny and they were just he's taking his moment his moment to tell you that and you're like yeah that's great let me just look at this this is really cool (laughs) i'm way more into this process that's happening right now but okay that's nice (laughs) yeah like look at that machine i love i love stuff like that like you know like when dave yeah when dave starts taking machinery apart on customers garden on time that they're paying for i find that fascinating as well do you know what i mean <laughs> looking at all you know working to this machine i'm only joking dave we don't do that anymore <laughs> but yeah when you say inside of a mower you're like uh, no can you get them pliers and just like put that on there and you're like fucking hell all right <laughs> yeah i love old mechanical like that i find it fascinating although i'm not always the most practical with it but yeah i love fucking like learning and shit like that definitely so yeah, speaking of the vinyl anyway, I mean, we actually managed to add 35 extra to the shop today. And I'll tell you what, they went instantly. So I don't know why I'm telling people on the podcast because they've gone. 
But I did find it fascinating. Yeah, I did find it fascinating that we, because we had some buffer stock, do you know what I mean? In case there was any damage in transit or anything. Um, so we were able to put some of those back in, but they went instantly, absolutely instantly, which was amazing to see. Um, you know, because there's a lot of love for this band. There's a lot of love for this band. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's something else that I'm really excited about as well, Pete. And um, you were there, my friend. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I've, I'm sure as that um, people saw that tweet where I put out the Dropbox appeal for Barrowlands footage. I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure everyone knew what the plan was. <laughs> yeah, we had the idea of because the you know the Temple News and film was so amazing. We had the idea of doing the same for Barrowlands. You know, we've got we've got the Barrowlands audio in a rough form, and I think you know we can make a really really exciting fan film because. I the, the days after that gig, I sat through so much footage, watching so much footage, thinking, fucking, you know, there's some genuine moments. Oh yeah, captured that not just of us playing, like us playing being the backdrop to people who, in some cases, hadn't seen each other, you know, for half a lifetime. Do you know what I mean? A decade, over a decade, in some cases, and that's what I loved about both those gigs. Um, and you know, in 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 their own separate ways, and the Barrowlands itself was was. I mean, they were both like the best gigs we've ever played and they were both so different as well. And that's what I found so appealing about the Barrowlands alongside a gig like Temple News and where it's much more bigger and less personal and stuff. But I, I mean, you were there, Pete. The, the energy in that room was like, yeah. just <laughs> Hard in, to in, explain. Yeah. yeah, absolutely indescribable. But I think a lot of it is conveyed in the fan footage that I've seen. So yeah, me and the genius that is Ross McCulley had the idea of, you know, you saw what Ross did with with the uh, Temple News and film. Now, fair enough, we were working with the backbone of some really high class shot footage, but I like that because Temple News have had that more. What's the word? Well, it's hard to think of the correct word really, but I like the contrast with a Barrowlands film being absolutely chaotic. Rugged, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> Where like if I can get Tim's footage because Tim was on the stage and he filmed the majority of it from Stu's side, so that'll be a great angle. We've got a lot of your footage from the back. There's footage from all over the place. Um, I think you know, and the, the the appeal is still out there. If you if you if you follow me on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, actually, on any of those, there's a link for a Dropbox where you can upload footage if you were filming at Barrowlands. And it's interesting, really, because I see a lot of people like, oh, you know, you shouldn't be filming at a gig, blah blah blah. It's like, well, regardless of whatever opinion you hold in in regards to that. Like there's some amazing footage out there that I am so glad that we've got. Like Pete, you you know you filming in the crowd at Tempsey with your bloody um you know your yeah your Z ZV one on a selfie stick and getting absolutely battered, but getting those crowd shots that you got that we were able to put into that film that just took it from like a bit of a, a corporately filmed thing into like a really exciting fan film. So if you can imagine that, but with the energy of the Barrowlands, you know I don't <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I'd. It's going to take some time to do because if you think about it, Ross, I mean, we've now got over 300 videos that have been uploaded from fans. So there's going to be a good backbone to work with. Yeah. That and I'm really excited. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really excited about it. I don't know. Well, I don't know a, when it would even be considered to be even remotely finished or be 
how we would what we would do with it. I do have to say I do love that snobbery that's out there. Like I've seen it so many times and no offense if it's you that do that does this, but it, it just does make me kind of laugh when people are like like oh did anyone get any footage? And I've seen this so many times like I was having too much fun. My my phone stayed in my pocket the whole time. AKA I'm better than you. I'm more interested in the music than you people who are less interested because you were filming it. I am better <laughs> than you. That when I when I see that I'm like okay. All right, get over yourself cuz guess what? I had a blast and I yeah, also man. filmed it. <laughs> that's it, that's it. Like I say, I I'm not in either camp there. It's just whatever you want to do and, and, and when it gives the opportunity to have footage like we've got, obviously I'm going to be all for it, but you know what I um, wish I caught? You know what I wish I caught? Uh, I wish I could have shown the text that I was getting right before the gig started from Ross McCulley, who was like absolutely flipping out. He was because apparently he couldn't get back to where we were in the back and uh, he didn't get his right. Oh, yeah. And so he was like, I look on my phone just right before the show starts and he's like, I see you. I'm looking at you. <laughs> Can you come back here? I'm like, wow, I'm being stalked by Ross McCulley and I've never met him in person. <laughs> oh, like I owe, I owe Ross an apology for that because that was my bad. That was my bad. Because well, in the... In- yeah, that was the funny thing though. So I go back there. He only has one wristband, but it's him and him and Nicola. So uh they're like, I'm like, oh no. So I give him an extra pass. And at first they were like, no, no, he, he only has one. He only has one. And I looked at the lady and I said, oh, okay, he needs two. Okay, I got it. I got it. So I handed him mine. <laughs> and then he handed it to her and she's like, okay, now you can go. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm glad we sorted that. Yeah, I, I stitched him up, man. I stitched him up, and Ross is a lot like me. I think I put him in a situation with some um, Glasgow Barrowlands Dorman, which isn't always the, the well. It's that that is a situation you want to avoid. That I think if there was anywhere where Dorman were getting involved, it, you know, the last place you want that to be is Barrowlands. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, thanks to you, he got sorted out. But that was my bad. That I was supposed to sort him out. Uh, you know, the 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 seating at the back and. In the myriad of sorting everyone for Tempsey and dealing with people last minute, going, "Oh, can I get six thousand guest passes?" <laughs> You're like, "Who the fuck are you? Oh, don't you remember? You got school with you? Oh, for God's sake, six that? <laughs> you know get my so point, far. anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, yeah, and um, obviously, I think when we announced um, live at Temple Newsom as well on vinyl and CD and everything, I think there was a lot of people who were like, "Oh, you should have done that with Barrowlands." <laughs> yeah. um, so that's that's why me and Ross are so keen to to try and put this fan film together. Do you know what I mean? I think that'd be such a cool idea. Yeah, I think it'll be a cool project, like you said, because I I saw on Twitter so many different angles and so much energy in it, and I and and since you have good audio that was captured to overlay, that that seems like something I would love to see. I wouldn't want to edit it, so you know, hats off to Ross. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm ready to see it. <laughs> I think I think Ross just goes into his own man. Do you know what I mean? And just sits there editing, and uh, but I mean, he must have to categorize everything. But um, it'll be it's a really exciting project anyway, and it's just another little thing to. You know, like the stream itself, just to give something back to the fans that that made those those events so fucking special and so memorable. And you know, I'd like to think that among the community and even in wider spaces, that it, it lives long in the memory both those shows. So if it's you know if it's something to commemorate, you know, and uh, something that's collectible from both of them, I think that's fucking great, man. And it's really exciting to be putting it together for people and you know every day is a new bloody learning day and a, a new hurdle to overcome for me but it's all learning it's fun and like i say man, i love this band and fucking love music and it's just it's great to be back involved yeah 
Yeah, I wouldn't have missed it for the world, man. I'm so glad I came and being able to relive it uh, watching the Temple Newsome live stream that we did was insane. Uh, yeah, and just getting seeing you do the whole vinyl process that's going to be of that gig that we were there. I mean, heck, I, I, and it's such a small thing, but seeing my big melon on on the actual cover <laughs> in, in the audience is just like, wow, my 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 big noggin actually made it on the music yeah. album. That's crazy. <laughs> You knew you'd arrived when the stream started and you had a little blue spanner next to your name. That's when you really knew you'd <laughs> You're like, oh, do you think I could uh, get, you know, be a moderator? Like, you just want a fucking blue spanner next to your name, don't you, Pete? Go on then, there's your blue spanner off you can. Shame. No, no, no. <laughs> Fuck off, Pete. <laughs> With your blue spanner. <laughs> Got a yeah, lot of comments from, yeah, fuck off. Got a lot of comments from last week when we uh, crossed the streams with the sound buttons. That were pretty fucking funny, <laughs> yeah. man. There's been some good vibes on the last two episodes. I've liked it, man. Do you know what I mean? We had like four weeks off or something, did we? Five weeks? I don't know in the end, but um, mm, yeah. No, man, it's been great to get back. And I think we've probably run the course of another episode, have we? Do oh, you yeah. think? Yeah. I think we've probably uh, taken our allotted time, but as you can tell, I started to calm down a bit now, have I? Maybe. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm sure I'll get vibed up. I'll see something shiny and get vibed up again. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Being me is like, but it's exciting. It's a roller coaster. Every day is a fucking roller coaster. But yeah, man, this has been um, this has been really cool. And yeah, thank you everyone for listening. And um, it's good to have everyone back listening after the little break we had. But yeah, thank you for listening, everyone. And uh, very probably we'll speak to you next week. Thank you. That was a good bit of talk. Um, um, James, t- sorry, just edit, edit the, edit this until it becomes coherent. James was also oh, fuck off. Jen, oh, <laughs> <laughs>